0: This conference will now be recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Anne Orley's Weekly Weather for April 9th to April 16th, 2023. The eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming, which is always very exciting. Uh, the skies of change are here. Where it's going to be wild this week, and we are moving forward very fast because all the planets are zipping along. There are very few planets in air so it's not necessarily a week for words it's a week for oh wow that's what's going on in your mind and you're going to be like got it next and it's going to kind of just roll with the week best way to handle it it is going to be intense we are in the approach to a new moon eclipse that's going to take place on the anoretic degree the last degree of aries Uh, And the last time we had this was 19 years ago. So think back to what you were doing 19 years ago and then 19 years before that, because that's when the energy popped the last time. Every 19 years, the degrees are the same. Um, So if you're ever having a particularly intense time, think about what was going back 19 years ago emotionally, because eclipses are all about our emotions. But as we approach to... A new moon at the last degree of Aries, plus um, we have a couple of aspects that are initiating stuff. We're really killing, clearing, removing, letting go, emptying out, dumping old. Not that there's anything wrong with our old, but we're bringing in new, but really the next two weeks are turbulent. Well, actually the next six weeks are turbulent, but the release part now is big. And initiating and forward motion and fast, right, so hang on, button up, butter, buckle up, buttercup, we're going forward, all right, so of course, last week we had uh well, this is our list for um the dates this week. we can see this week we have Venus going into Gemini, we have Mo- Venus trining Pluto, sun and Jupiter meeting, and Ju- Venus and Saturn meeting, so we know. There's a lot of Venus energy this week, and she shifts from Taurus into Gemini. So we're going to watch that shift because then suddenly Venus is going to be able to talk. Right now, she's a little silent. She's just feeling. Last week, of course, we had uh, the indictments where Trump pled not guilty. And of course, your intrepid astrologer was sitting here, cast, you know, okay, pled guilty. So rising at that degree were three fixed stars. One was Affard, gives wisdom, musical, and artistic appreciation, knowledge of human nature, strong passion, lack of self-control, immorality, sudden death by poison or drowning, problems with the law, love affair, and drugs. And of course, Donald has a Venus-Saturn aspect in his chart. There's also Aldafera, which is crime, lying, stealing, suicide, unfortunate Saturn and Mercury. And then al which is wealth, sound judgment, cleverness, prone to violence, self-seeking, danger, loss, mutiny, neutral, Saturn and Mercury. So these were the fixed stars coming over the horizon at the moment of the plea. So I was like, oh, astrology rules, off we go. We're not gonna talk about it again until December when we have to go back to court. However, I was looking, you know, now that we know what papers and indictments look like in Mr. Trump's chart, President Trump's chart, April 4th and May 4th and 5th for the Georgia indictments. Stay tuned. Pin that date. May 4th and 5th, the eclipses. Bunch of planets in Libra in the third house, which is the conversation, the phone call, and the people. So we're going to watch for it. Off we go. Next, we are in Mercury's retrograde shadow. Uh, So Mercury retrograde, you know, we know it goes backwards and forwards this year mercury is retrograde in earth planets all year long right so when it's retrograde it was in capricorn now it's going to be retrograde in taurus in the fall it's going to be retrograde in virgo then it'll be retrograde in capricorn and sag in december time frame so we know with the earth in retrograde positions in an earth with mercury in retrograde positions in an earth sign he wants commitment He wants to ground things. He wants to put things down on the ground and say, this is what's happening. And so you want to watch for that. It's very important. People are making commitments or ending them this week. And we have a big bunch of aspects for ending relationships. We also have a big bunch of aspects for new relationships coming in. And remember, when we get rid of something, nature, we have a vacuum, we have a space, and nature will throw things in now with this eclipse the eclipse energy is fast quick speedy it's an aries eclipse answering to an out of bounds mars and when the eclipse happens mars is in cancer so it will be the moon in aries that's the 19th but we are leading up to it and it is a very fast fast eclipse so today the moon's out of bounds in sagittarius then it will be in capricorn then it will be in aquarius then it'll be in pisces and then we have the new moon in aries so we're going through the part of the sky that's all about the winter think of it sagittarius is thanks northern hemisphere sagittarius is thanksgiving to christmas capricorn's january aquarius is february pisces is march and then we begin spring so we're releasing we're in a winter phase releasing and of course we're finishing up the jupiter for 12 years sun meets jupiter this week and starts a new cycle um, a new 12-year cycle and you know we initiate but of course when we initiate there's things that we can't do anymore we leave and go and go forward and of course saturn's very active this week in pisces so we'll look at him and we're just making choices you know i mean you have to kind of think of it as making choices no right or wrong meditate be quiet listen to your heart do your moon you know whatever your moon is by sign and placement do that ground yourself in your moon and then from the moon emotionally you're going to be sitting in a space of okay let me understand what my options are because we have to have our moon feel stable to make decisions and of course during the eclipse season when the sun and moon meet on the note of fate the moon is not feeling particularly stable and today she's out of bounds she'll be out of bounds when she's in capricorn so mars is out of bounds because he's answering to the moon so it's very volatile week and i would you know put on your seatbelt. you know i used to when i would was back in therapy when i was a little younger my therapist would say okay put on your helmet put on your shield got your sword stand up straight chin up you're ready to go And so that's the energy this week you're good you're good you're going to be fine but this is a week of really strong energies and of course when they're really strong a lot of times they provoke a response which is totally cool and as they provoke that response we have to make our decisions about what we want to do and that's part of this week's energy too so mercury entered his retrograde shadow last week on the 7th he doesn't go retrograde until the 24th but everything from the 7th to the 21st is the stuff you're supposed to be working on and thinking about and coming up with new ideas. And because he's in an earth sign and he's working right now talking to Venus and Taurus, she's gonna switch into Gemini. So then he's gonna have some more options. And the two of them can be, um, they're gonna be in mutual reception, which means they can swap places. So it's a lot about thinking about your options. And one of the things when I was prepping, you know, I do that daily podcast for folks one of the things I was reminded of, it was a few years ago, and I had a roll of people, probably about six or seven of them come, and they had all studied with this particular yoga guru guy who had been doing bad things uh, sexually, you know, with his, uh, with his uh, I guess, accolade students, people that studied under him. And so it had ruined the yoga for them. And I was like, but you like the yoga. It's not the guy, it's the yoga. I mean, I know you've associated the yoga with the guy, but <clears throat> if you love that yoga, keep doing it. Not about the guy, it's about you doing the yoga. And you know, it took me a little bit to realize, oh, this is my job with these people because they're all. Because by the time the fourth, the third or the fourth show up, I'm kind of like, oh, there's a trend here, and I I need to be a little firmer in how I say things. Like, it's not the guy, it's the event. And a lot of times we associate things with a person rather than something that we love because we did it, you know, and and we loved it. And just because the person leaves doesn't mean we can't still love the thing we did, right? Does that make sense? So with this Mercury retrograde, especially this week as Venus shifts into Gemini, I want you to go separate it go this is that this is this i still love this i don't love that that can go away this can stay separate the wheat from the chaff. right when they have wheat where they pull the little things on the end of the wheat they don't keep the whole stalk. so this is a week of separating things and saying what's good for me to keep and what's not so good for me to keep lots of divorce energy in this week ahead lots of done with that okay you can be done with it don't burn your bridges just walk away you know but with the mercury retrograde we're reconsidering decisions and stuff since april 7th to the 21st when mercury goes retrograde is all about us understanding what that story is okay so first up uranus conjunct juno this is on monday juno is the planet of partnership and marriage uranus is the planet of breakups and divorces and separations but it's also the planet where we get together with folks so sun uranus there can be unique partnerships formed because juno wants to partner uranus wants a change so you can watch for partnerships coming in you can watch for partnerships going out when we see this notice there's very little air in the sky it's a feeling it's a feeling it's not necessarily got words Mercury's is in his retrograde shadow Right. So we're going to watch for news breakups. We're going to hear about breakups. We're going to hear about separations. And of course, I always pay attention to the news uh, before I do this podcast. I mean, I'm always paying attention to the news, but word is on the street. Of course, we don't know for sure because she doesn't talk that Taylor Swift and her boyfriend of six years have broken up. Um, And that kind of fits with the Uranus Taurus there. There's a lot of Swifties out there and I'm sure they're all on the case. But that Juno-Uranus also, if it isn't a breakup, because it is in Mercury's retrograde shadow, it is a renegotiation of the relationship, which is another way to think of it. So it doesn't have to be a breakup. But generally, when this aspect's in the sky, there's big news about breakups. A few years back, it was um, Susan Sarandon breaking up with Tim Robbins. And I... You know, I, I have little, I have little crushes on folks, and I had a crush on them as a couple because they met on Bull Durham and they were so cute. And, blah, 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 blah. and I pulled the charts and looked, and I went, oh, he, she left him, huh? All right. And then it came out she was, you know, having a thing with the ping pong guy, um, ping pong table guy. He had ping pong, um, he had ping pong tables in New York. And, you know, so looking, you know, of course, I heard the rumor last night, pulled Taylor's chart and looked and went, hmm, lot's going on in here. Uh, So we'll find out, we'll hear of other separations. If you've been on the edge about something, this is when it changes. If you've been hanging on by a thread, remember, eclipses are like, we're done here. This is a letting go and a part letting go of a partnership can be a partnership with your body, too. It can be a partnership with habits. Because Uranus and Taurus is about the habits we have, and Juno is saying, break those habits. So we're gonna watch for it. It is in the um 11th house of very public news. So it will be public. You're not gonna miss it, but just pay attention. And of course, I, you know, I I noticed it last week, maybe Friday. And uh, and then oh, I saw the aspects. I'm like, oh, yeah, there we go. So we'll see who else, you know. Hits the skids this week, or who commits to things because this is also a commitment energy. Because Uranus and Juno wants to form new partnerships. Remember, Juno is all about June, so she rules the brides. That's why everybody gets married in Juno and in June, in honor of not everybody, but the June is a big day for brides, big month for brides because of the partnering energy. So we'll watch for partnerships changing, shifting, and notice Venus is the very last degree the anoretic degree of Taurus and she rules those planets so we'll see you know and it doesn't have to mean forever because it is happening on a mercury retrograde but it watch for the news because we should have some re, also renegotiation of partnerships so if you got stuff at 17 big deal next up Venus enters Gemini there she goes there's our girl she's heading into Gemini she's done with Taurus She's going to be in Gemini for the month, uh, and then she will shift into Cancer. But as she goes into Gemini, Mercury and her are now in mutual reception. Mercury's in her sign, Venus is in his sign. They can swap places. So this is helpful. Venus in Gemini also says you have some options here. And now suddenly you see we have a little more air in the sky. This one, no air, a mod of emotions. Air comes in, Venus shifts, we ground it a little bit better but it is action oriented. Venus in Gemini is about choices, options, and where we're going. Um, And the moon is uh, out of bounds in this chart, which means that we're gonna have out of bounds energy. We also see the moon in a trine here to the sun and Jupiter who are about to meet in a little bit. So Venus in Gemini says, you know, go forward, figure out where you're headed. What's the new chapter that's gonna happen on Tuesday right after venus goes into gemini she's going to trine pluto so remember everybody when they enter a new sign now is going to be activating the saturn the pluto and any early planets mars has moved along a little bit but venus is going to be trining pluto she's also going to be squaring saturn And this will be a habit that we're going to watch, or not a habit, a a pattern we're going to watch, you know, as the two of them dance. Because Saturn goes up to seven, and then he goes back to zero. And Venus is going to talk to Pluto in a positive way. And she's going to say, hey, Pluto, how about we do this? How about we team up to do this? So there's a very good opportunity for an invitation on Tuesday. But Venus is also squaring squaring Saturn in the sky, Which is making choices about how we're going to proceed. And Saturn and Pisces is saying, you know, you've had this commitment for the last six years when I was in my favorite signs. And now that I'm in Pisces, do you want to dissolve those commitments and release them? Let them go. You want a new dream. What's your new dream? So the energy is very focused on what is that new dream that we're working with. And with Juno and Uranus having met the day before while Venus was in. Taurus, right? They met here. Uh, they met while Venus was at the last degree of Taurus. Now Venus is saying to them, okay, so, you know, I've been thinking about it. You know what I'd like to do and watch for offers that are partial. Like I want this and this, or this looks good and that, or with Venus training Pluto offers that will come in now, but won't take form until next January 24th when pluto gets into aquarius for good for true for 20 years right so kind of watch the energy of what the offers are that arrive what's appealing to you and remember i cast this chart for dc apply it to your own chart you know where are you getting an offer but with venus squaring saturn a couple bits later where do you maybe have to let go of some of the stuff you're working on next up sun jupiter conjunction now remember jupiter went into aries last year but he went into aries in may and so even though he went into aries he got as high as seven he didn't really get stuff launched then he went back into aries on december 21st of this of last year and now he's met the sun so the sun comes and meets up with jupiter which is once every 12 sun meets jupiter once a year but he is starting a new 12-year cycle with jupiter so the sun and jupiter are piping up and talking and they're saying oh okay this is what our next chapter is this is where we're headed next and that's going to happen on tuesday also so we're going to come out of that venus trine pluto and we're going to have an opportunity to move forward so watch for announcements watch for people saying hey itchy nose for some reason here Um, Watch for people saying, hey, how about this? And, you know, consider taking them up on it because that energy is pretty positive for the most part in the sense of it's illuminating how you're going to expand over the next 12 years. And you've been thinking about it or talking about it or worrying about it. Now with the sun there, he's come to shine a little light on Jupiter. And sun Jupiter has an energy of expansion it also can be accused of being selfish. So if you say, gee, I want to go do this, and someone says, you're being selfish, you want to go, no, I'm just doing what I want to do. And if, they, if you accuse someone of being selfish, just recognize they're not doing what you want them to do, and that's okay. They're supposed to live their life. So it's an interesting energy because it's got this abundance quality to it, but it also has a little bit of a little bit of sadness because Mars is in Cancer opposite the moon in Capricorn. And remember, Mars rules that sun in Aries. So Mars rules it, but he answers to the moon in Cap, or we can say the moon and Mars are in mutual reception. So Mars is happy in Capricorn, he's exalted. Moon is happy in Cancer, she's happy. Moon's trining the node, you really want to do this. Moon's quincunx, the Venus, you're not 100% sure you should, you should, um, but no holding other people back if they're saying they have to go do stuff. Um, there's a, There was a while back when I was in a woman's group, we would meet, and when someone would leave the group, they were moving, they were going off, we would have a journey woman ceremony. We would say goodbye to them. And recently, this last couple days, of, of uh, no, she's more of, She's a teacher of mine. I don't know her well, but she was a brilliant teacher, and I love her tarot books. Rachel Pollock passed um the woman who wrote seventy eight degrees of wisdom. I always want to say seventy two but the seventy eight degrees of wisdom many tarot books and Rachel's partner, her wife, wrote that they were they did a heart a hand to heart as she was leaving, and they put their hands on her heart and they told her why they loved her and we, and i rem- I was reminded of those journey woman ceremonies we would have where we would, you know, all hold hands and talk and wish the person well as they left, uh, as they left their position to go on to a new one. And of course, I thought this was a great idea, was a wonderful thing. So at that point, I was teaching at a school and the vice principal was leaving and she was leaving because the principal was really difficult. <laughs> And so I gathered, we were all in the faculty lounge and I said, you know, there's this tradition called a journey woman and we're sending her off. Maybe we should all sit here and go around the circle and wish her well into the new new chapter, right? So everybody goes around the circle and wishes her luck and abundance and love and all that thing. We get to the end and the last one, right before we're done, is a young secretary person very earnest and fulfilled and happy and just and remember the reason this woman was leaving is because the president was such a difficult woman to work with and the principal president it's kind of a it was a it was a career you know it was a secretarial training school so but anyway, so she turns to her and she goes And I hope you get a boss just like Julia in your next job. And all of us went, oh, my God, no, that's why she's leaving. But this earnest little secretary had no idea that the reason she was leaving was because of the power struggles. So the woman looked at me, the woman that was leaving, Lorraine, looked at me with these huge eyes. And I'm like, sorry. It didn't occur to me to warn her I mean you know we wished you well i mean she wished you a new boss just like the one you had oh i'm so sorry so this is very conscious journey wishing wish yourself well on this journey you know go oh, yes i wish myself well on this journey and you know i don't necessarily want to take that boss energy with me that's why i'm leaving so the energy is really uh passionate and that's the moon in capricorn you know you leave you take yourself with you so you know that woman did have a lot of power struggle issues i'd worked with her a couple of places and she always was getting into power struggles with her authority figures so it made sense that she would go to a new job and have a power struggle with whoever the authority figure was there but when the secretary voiced it it was like oh i'm so sorry um but yeah so that's the energy fun but be careful what you pack in your suitcase and take with you with the mars moon opposition next up venus square saturn there we go that's oh no i didn't mean you to pack that so venus and gemini square saturn and pisces remember when you pack and when you're getting ready to go Andrew, you put all that stuff in the suitcase and you look at it and you go i'm not going to wear it and you pull out stuff and then you put it back in again venus square saturn like that So it's an opening square, it's a square of crisis, it's a square of confidence. It's saying, are you really happy with this? What do you wanna do? And the answer is yes, I wanna do it, okay, go. If the answer is no, I'm not sure, okay, no. And notice Venus and the moon are trying, so they're working together, but Venus is square Saturn, so she's asking us to make choices about what we're packing in our luggage, and that aspect happens on Friday the 14th. But we feel it building all week. Next up, Saturn aspecting the nodes of fate, also on Friday. Now, we know when the big guy talks to the nodes, it's a big deal. And he's in the sign of endings, last sign of the zodiac. Pisces is the release, ending, dissolving, drifting away, moving. He's trining the south node, sextiling the north. And he is saying you have to let this stuff go to move forward. Now, I'm a little concerned with this eclipse series coming up because um the traditionally under the jupiter saturn conjunction that happens every 20 years traditionally the uh, person elected in a year ending in a zero which was biden um or maybe it was trump but i think it was biden they they have health issues and pass away in office reagan got shot kennedy got shot al gore got hung by chads go back in time lincoln got shot so this eclipse that we had last fall was on Biden's chart pretty pretty strongly. And I, I'm not loving this for authority figure stuff. Now it can be other things too, but this Saturn on the south node trining the south node, and we know we're in eclipse season, we know we're ending this big cycle, we know we're starting a new 248 year cycle with Pluto going into Aquarius. So we're gonna watch for some really big changes with the leadership, might not be Biden, might be Mitch. Might be somebody, but we're going to watch because there's a huge shift here in terms of our leaderships and where we're headed and watch for world leaders because these planets are on world points, Jupiter is at least, watch for world leaders to have some problems and let's see who's here. And also watch for people getting um, removed from office or from positions or having some health aspects because the health planets are very active in this, or being removed because they don't want to be subservient. Notice Lilith there on the angle. So we're, it's going to be interesting. And of course, we have our Tennessee lawmakers who were voted out of office by this Tennessee supermajority. So this, you know, and the word is they can be put right back in again. So, you know, it's kind of like a, we voted you out, time out, and the, the districts can resend them. Um, so we'll see what happens. But this is this is an energy of departure, but looking at things and saying, hmm, what's really going on here? So that energy is pretty potent and pretty strong uh with that Saturn aspecting that South Node. And of course, we are in eclipse season where we know people leave, things leave, things change. That's what eclipses do. eclipse means to rise up. That's one way of looking at it. The other way is ecliping means to let go to leave so we're going to watch for this because this is happening right as we're heading towards that new moon in aries next up sun conjunct aries never a good aspect this one i've been watching like a hawk you know this is usually a school shooting or usually some mass casualty and so we'll watch what happens it's also legal procedures because the sun and jupiter are in the ninth house So we're gonna watch that conjunction, this little guy up here. So the sun met Jupiter, got all fired up, and now he's coming to Eris, the goddess of discord change. But also Eris takes on the patriarchy, takes on the existing power structures. And certainly, I don't believe the Tennessee lawmakers realized the kind of kickback they were gonna get. In Florida here, we have DeSantis taking on the mouse, and the mouse won right now. And so the energy is, Okay, the mouse won, and DeSantis has kind of a a nasty Virgo chart. There's good Virgos and bad Virgos, I have to say. You know, I'm a Virgo, and I like to think of myself as a good Virgo. And DeSantis is one of those very sensitive, you know, Virgos. He's got a lot of planets in Virgo, including Mercury-Saturn, so he is very sensitive to insults. And, of course, the mouse insulted him. So we'll see what happens. So this can be the mouse too, because the Mercury is uh, in Capricorn, in Taurus and, um, you know, in its retrograde shadow. So Disney escaped, the mouse escaped. <laughs> My friend Carol went to uh, Mexico for a few months last summer. And when she came home, they had, she had mice because she lives in Amsterdam. She lives in Netherlands, she lives in Daventer. But anyway, there's this one mouse, she's gotten rid of all the other mice, but there's this one mouse that's really smart and he he doesn't eat the peanut butter and he doesn't do the stuff. So when I was, I do a a call with her every week, we check in with each other and um, she's on the phone with the the exterminator. Look, this is a really smart mouse. (laughs) Like we have to figure out what to do with the mouse. So this is very smart mouse energy, very smart animal energy too. So we can often expect with this kind of thing to see an animal stepping forward. It's an interesting aspect where an animal steps forward and says, I'm gonna help or I'm gonna save a situation or I'm gonna do something. So we'll watch what happens here in terms of that sun-era's conjunction, but also that really smart mouse, whether it's Bob Iger running Disney or it's um, the mouse in Carol's house that is too smart to get caught but poops on her stairs. Um, So the energy is very strong with the sun heiress, and you may find you're like really annoyed, or someone is really annoyed at you, and that's the sun heiress Jupiter. So we're gonna watch that. We know that that's up, and we're in the mood to have a It also is quincunx, our little series here in Virgo, which offers us an opportunity to think about things in a different way and Ceres is opposite the neptune which asks us to look at some of the things we've been saying we want and then really go yes that's something i do want or maybe i want to shift it right because sometimes we have a dream and it was a dream but it wasn't our it came true but it didn't come true in quite the way we thought right and so this is that energy like that was my dream but I I don't really like it. Okay, well, you don't have to keep it. Just because it was your dream, you can give it back. You can change it up. But this is also a week, this is also an energy on Friday where you can be very cantankerous and argue and fight because this is a fighting energy. Next up, Venus enters Vesta, rather, home and hearth, enters Taurus. There's our girl up there in Taurus. And of course, whenever a planet enters a new sign, it's gonna square going to have an aspect to Pluto and an aspect to Saturn. That's the way it works, because they're entering the new sign and they run into those two guys as the guards. So Vesta enters Taurus, which is home and hearth and body and what you love and how you want to take care of it, take care of your temple. And then right behind it, Pluto and Vesta have a square. so we see that Vesta squaring Pluto, and we know that there's an energy of transformation and change that's going to take place. That will be next Sunday, uh, and we're going to watch for that and kind of go, okay, this is this is how it works. This is what the train changing changes are. So kind of pay attention. It's a busy week. We are in eclipse season, lots of things leaving, separating, moving on, things that have been hanging on very tightly. You know, their grasp is loosening. It's a very bad week for mental health for people. So if you are prone to picking up substances when you are depressed or something double down on your taking care of yourself double down on your moon supporting your moon get to the meetings you know just know you know might be you have to kind of get through the second not the day not that just through the second you can do it but the energy is pretty volatile with that mars kind of taken off and so we want to kind of honor that we are working and particularly at the end there when pluto squares vesta you know, it, it can it can show up as a bit of overdoing, I guess is the right way to think of it. And that's that's it for that. So if we look at the um, the energy for the week, um, the sun, as we mentioned, is an Aries and it goes from uh, 20 Aries to 27 Aries. We talked about the Jupiter uh, conjunction with the sun. The sun is also squaring Pallas Athena. So we're gonna be re- reevaluating our, ther- our strategic approaches. That's gonna be on the 12th. And of course she does meet up with Eris. She also has an energy of, the sun also has an adjusting energy to Neptune of a semi sextile uh, on the 16th, which encourages us to um, take a spiritual approach. That's also a semi sextile is picking up bad drug habits and bad habits of excess. And remember, everybody has Neptune somewhere in their chart. So your excess might be shopping. My excess is potato chips, you know? (laughs) So everybody's got an excess somewhere. Um, So watch for that excess energy next weekend. Mercury is slow because he's entering his retrograde shadow. He only goes three degrees this week. Um, he goes from, uh, seven through, uh, 14 and a half, and he doesn't have a lot of aspects. He does have that breakup energy on the ninth, where there's a commitment to breaking up. But, and then of course the Mercury, um, uh, the Vesta Uranus aspect. So there's a commitment to it. Venus this week runs from 29 Taurus to five Gemini and she has her entrance into Gemini, she trines Pluto, she squares Saturn. She also has a conversation with the nodes of fate on the 14th, and it's an adjusting (laughs) conversation. (laughs) Thunder, okay. Um, I guess Venus is mad. (laughs) She has an adjusting conversation on the 14th to the nodes. Jupiter not doing much, he meets the sun, but you know, basically he's kind of hanging out. Saturn on the nodes, that's a biggie. That's the 14th. And because it's a south node in Scorpio and it's Saturn trine, it does suggest older people leaving. Uh, especially people with chronic health things. And or Saturn and Pisces is drug overdoses. So that one, that one does, I've seen that a few times with drug overdoses of famous people when when that energy hits that south node. And we've been seeing a lot of opioid and fentanyl overdoses anyway with Scorpio, South Node. We also have Juno uh, meeting up with uh, Uranus. That one is the breakup aspect on the 10th. And Neptune opposite Ceres encourages us to take and change new patterns. That also happens on the 10th. Pluto square Vesta is, you know, packing up your stuff and moving. And Vesta moving into Taurus is a new home energy we also have Pallas Athena parallel Eris the goddess of discord now that's an interesting one um and sometimes what that is is you know somebody and they have a certain way of behaving and you want to be done with them and so what you do is you let them do that excess thing till they get to the point of enormous frustration and then they stomp off and you go, okay, well, that helped. They're gone. You're, you know, so that it's a little, it's a little sneaky peat way, but it does work. They stomp off and then you just don't call them back again. You know, you have the fight, you break up, and you know, I've had people say this to me and I, I just didn't want to call them again. So I didn't. I'm like, all right, that's that energy. So we'll watch for that too, as part of the energy of the week. It's a really interesting week, not an easy week not an easy week so schedule yourself lightly if you can and of course you're probably not going to be scheduled lightly just because it's not an easy week but remember the eclipses are coming everybody's in a heightened emotional state situations that have been existing for a while pop and separate i will point you to susan miller's website astrology zone she has an excellent article i don't know if it's still there but i used to send people there all the time she has an excellent article on eclipses and what they do and she really steps you through the emotional component of them and they are very emotional and this one's going to be a pretty big emotional one because it's at the last degree of aries which is squaring our pluto not quite finished being in capricorn right so it is some big change in the united states because it's squaring that aspect but it's also a big change around the world right because it's the anaerobic degree but we're not finished with pluto and capricorn so he's going to come back and square that eclipse degree two more dot ta- three more times yeah three more times so we're watch it it's a hot degree and it also is going to bring up stuff from the fall of um 8, november of 82 and it's also gonna bring up stuff from last October, October 22nd. So it's kind of big. Just remember to breathe. These are all transits, they do go away. And as long as you're here, you just kind of go, okay, there's a wave coming. You know, when I used to be in the water a lot on the ocean when I rented a house on Fire Island. The waves are coming, right? And you see a wave and you have an option. You can stand there and have it whack you. Yeah? you can jump up and try and you can go out past where the waves break you can jump up or you can dive into it there's a few options so you know kind of think about like how you want to approach it as this wave of energy comes towards your body um so this week we have easter sunday today the moon is in sagittarius it'll be in sagittarius on monday it'll be in sagittarius going void at 6 tuesday morning and it goes void with a trine, a square to Neptune. The Moon is void from 6:48 to 1:33 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. Then it goes into Capricorn. It's in Capricorn Tuesday, Wednesday, goes void at 10:14 a.m. on Thursday, and it goes void. Moon goes void in Capricorn with the sextile to Neptune. It's void from 10:14 to 4:42 p.m. So that's an energy, and then it goes into Aquarius, which is when Passover ends. Uh, And then Moon's in Aquarius Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. And it goes void at 11.16 a.m. Saturday morning. And it is void until 6.57 p.m. Saturday evening. These are all East Coast times. And it goes void with a sextile to Jupiter then it enters Pisces, it's in Pisces the 15th, the 16th, Orthodox Easter going void on Monday the 17th at 2.57 PM with a conjunction to Neptune. So basically the moons have reasonable closing aspects all week, which is good because when they have hard closing aspects combined with this stuff, it's much more shocking, right? But And the universe just made the thunder crash, affirming what I just said. Difficult days this week. Um, Monday, a lot of adjusting, but the flow is there. Tuesday's reasonable, but it's intense. Wednesday's reasonable. Thursday's difficult. Thursday the 13th is difficult. Friday the 14th, very difficult the 15th and 16th relieved. And that's the week. And then next week we have the eclipse. So off you go. Hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy. We are gonna have a new moon eclipse next week. It's not gonna be on Tuesday the 19th, it'll be on the 18th because I've got to fly to Nashville on the 19th and I'm hoping to be in Grand Old Opry or something like that a couple of stars feel free to sign up it is 17 dollars a month and you get a podcast you get a list of the aspects that get the ones that get posted on twitter uh sometimes they're a little longer in this than on the ones in twitter because it has a limit and often a song for the day uh, to help you process emotionally my little pisces moon loves those songs for the day and how we work with the energy productively Intentions workshops still out there. There are classes out there too on my website. You can go find them. I'm going to be offering a summer school class, which I'm in process of putting up uh, Time for Technique. Next weekend is the conference for that. Uh, It's an excellent conference, great astrologers um, teaching you techniques on predictive work and how to work with them. Our spring conference, April 21st through the 23rd. And then, of course, NORWAC, the wonderful conference that Lauren Fo hosts out in Seattle. That starts May 25th to the 29th. I'll be there teaching. And then, last but not least, Astrology, Consciousness, and the Great Shift in Omega. Registration's open. You can sign up and go. And hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy of the week and helps you process and stay focused and just remember these are transits uh and they are transits of change and we are having lots and lots of change in the sky which means we have lots of change down here on earth but more importantly you know everybody's going through these so recognize they're all having them somewhere in their charts so be kind if you can uh and if you can't be quiet (laughs) because it's consequence time right so consequences of actions taken or not taken i was raised catholic there's sins of omission and commission where you omit doing something when you commit to doing something they both count and this is when the consequences come home so off we go wishing you a great week and a lovely lovely eclipse season And happy Easter if it's this week or next week if you're Greek Orthodox. But it also, happy Passover. I don't think Passover is a happy holiday though. Good Passover, I don't know, blessed Passover, whatever you're supposed to say. So off you go, have a good one. And spring is here, yay, watch for bunnies, bye.